Well, good morning. Praise the Lord to everyone who's on right now, all who are joining. Praise God. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Praise God. Uh, a different one, certainly for all of us, uh, given the current situation, but we still praise God. Amen. We're going to continue to praise God, and especially today, amen, as we're here on Resurrection Sunday. Jesus said, because I live, you shall live also. How many be glad about that? Amen. I know I'm glad about that. That because he lives, I live also. And so we praise God on his resurrection Sunday. Um, may not be in your typical location or things of that sort, but how many of you know we still have the word of God? Amen. Amen. And if we have the word of God, we have everything that we need. Uh, the Lord himself said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We thank God for his word on today. And today we're going to, we really just want to, I believe, come into a, a deeper place. I'll say it that way. Um, a deeper place in God, a deeper place in, you know, just understanding and grasping what Jesus did for us when he got up from that grave. Amen. How many are you glad today that the tomb is empty? Praise Amen. the Lord. The tomb is empty. And we praise God for that. And so we want to look at um, something that the Lord has shared, shared with me, put in my heart concerning this Resurrection Sunday. And really for us to lay hold of it, appreciate it, but more importantly, to walk in it. Because that's what God is about, really. You know, He's about us being doers of the word, right? Not hearers only. He's about us walking out and working out our soul salvation. And we want to do that today, man. We want to go a little bit deeper in doing that today. And so, on this Resurrection Sunday, praise God, we're going to go into the Word of God. And if you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 3. Romans, chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 23 and read down to verse 28 in Romans, chapter 3. Before we do that, let's pray. Amen. Um, let, let's pray first, and then we'll get into the Word. We'll read the Word and and then incline our ear to God's voice. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Glory Thanks, to God. Father. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this Resurrection yes, Sunday, this Easter Sunday, O oh God, where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he lives, we live also. Yes. And we thank you, God, that it is your doing and it is truly marvelous in our eyes. Father, as we come before you on today, our hearts are filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. And Lord, we just desire to, to come and to hear from you, to praise you, to worship you, to yes, thank Father, you thank for you. all that you have done and are doing in our lives. God, we ask you now, I ask you now to bless the word yes, Father. that shall go forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, bless us all to hear it. Bless us all, O oh God, to receive it. Bless us all, God, to walk it out in faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, we Lord. thank you, God, for the deposits you're going to make in us. We thank you, God, for transforming us by the renewing of our mind. And, Father, we bless you, O oh God, for the marvelous things that you have in store for us. Let your will be done right here on earth in this place, yes, just Father. as it's done in heaven. And, Father, we bless your name in advance for it. And we give you all honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So, Romans chapter 3 on this day. Amen. Um, let's look at it together. I'm going to be reading um, from the New Living Translation in Romans chapter 3. And it says, For everyone has sinned. We all for fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. 
People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. Praise God. Amen. I love that passage of scripture for so many reasons. One, because it lets us know as you heard this as, as we were reading it, that we're saved not because of anything that we do. And I'm glad about that because there's nothing that you could do, that I could do, that we could do that would be sufficient to pay the price for sin. Um, only Jesus could have done that and he did it. And when we simply accept what Jesus has done, glory to God, we are now right with God. Yes. Not because of anything we've done, but because of what Jesus has done and we've accepted that sacrifice. So I love this scripture for that reason, because it, it frees us. It frees us from having to try to work, <laughs> glory mm -hmm. to God, for our salvation. Uh, our title today is, Now That He Lives. Now that he lives, because Jesus lives, amen. We, we know, amen, as we, um, if your heart has been pondering um, this time of the year in the scriptures, um, you have no doubt read the scriptures concerning Jesus' arrest, uh, his trial, his unlawful trial, I should add, uh, before... Uh, the, the religious and, and Roman rulers, how he was beaten and scourged and crucified, and how he was buried yes. in the tomb. I'm sure you've read that. You've been reading it, you've been meditating on it, you've been thinking about it, you've been talking to God about it. And then, of course, Jesus kept his word, because he told his disciples along the way, what was going to happen to him when he got to Jerusalem? How he was going to be betrayed, how he was going to be mocked, how he was going to be crucified. But he also said that on the third day, glory yes. to God, Amen. he would rise again. And on that third day, Jesus did rise again. Amen. Uh, I'm sure you've been reading that as well. How the women prepared the spices how they were on their way to the tomb early in the morning. Glory to God. Uh, one of the gospel writers said before the break of dawn, they were on their way to the tomb with the spices. Mm -hmm. And uh, they even said among themselves, who's going to roll away the stone for us? And then when they got there, of course, the stone was rolled away. But more importantly than anything else, the tomb was empty. Because Jesus, true to his word, had risen from the dead. Amen. That's what we're celebrating. And you say, well, you know, some people will, why you celebrate? You know, I remember when I was a kid, Easter was about Easter eggs and chocolate bunnies and jelly beans. Mm. That's what Easter was. It's not that, that we didn't know about Jesus, but I was a kid, man. And so... It was about that, that, that chocolate bunny and, you know, the Easter basket and all the rest of that thing. We used to dye the eggs the day before with mm -hmm. that, you know, I forget what it was called. But, you know, we dipped the thing in there and we made our colorful eggs and all the rest of that. And that's what Easter was. But, and, you know, but now that we have grown, right, you know, Paul said, listen, when I was a child, I, 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 
I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, what? I put away childish things. I want you to know, and I'm not hating on anybody's Easter basket, but Easter eggs, Easter bunnies, jelly beans are childish things when it comes to what this day is really about. Yeah. Amen. And we put away those things and we take up the truth of God. And that is this, that Jesus rose from the dead that you and I may live. Why is that so important? Because we have a problem. Mm. And the problem is a sin problem. And that sin problem is, is twofold. Uh, first is that uh, we all sin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. We, we, that's, that's, that's the first problem. In fact, in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone yes. for everyone's sin. So we all have a sin problem. Amen. We all have that. You know, David, a man after God's own heart, said that, you know, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Amen. We all have that problem. Yes. In fact, you know, in, in the book of Isaiah, God said about his own people, the nation of, of Israel, he said that they were transgressors from the womb. Mm -hmm. In other words, once we came into this earth, we had a sin problem, yes. right? We, we, we had a sin problem. And, and the problem is twofold. One, we all have it. Amen. And second, the wages of sin is death. That's a big problem. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, so we all have sin, right? Like David, right? That we are shaping in iniquity and we were conceived in sin. Transgressors from the womb. Uh, we all fall short, it says here in, in Romans 3.23. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's a problem. Yes. And then when the wages of that problem is death, that's even a bigger problem. But the good thing about Romans 6 and 23, it says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, glory to God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, yes. our Lord. And that right there is the good news. Amen. That we have an answer for the sin problem and it's Jesus Christ. And that's what we're celebrating today, right? Because when he rose from the grave, amen, he solved your sin problem, my sin problem. He solved our sin problem. And so we look at the text, right? And in Romans 3, 23, it says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We all fall short of the glory of God. But verse 24 says this, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. Mm -hmm. I just want to stop right there, amen. That God in his grace, that undeserved favor, right? Grace. He freely makes us right in his sight. Yes. I'm stopping there because someone needs to hear this today because I don't know why, don't know where it comes from. There's so many reasons how it could come into your life. But you just believe that you can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. You just believe that, you know, that you have messed up. And maybe someone's been telling you you've messed up. Maybe you're a young person. You could be an old person. You could be carrying things from your past, words from your past that were spoken over you by someone. And you just believe that you always just flat out mess up. Mm -hmm. I want you to know something. If you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you are right in God's sight. Amen. Yes. When He looks at you, He sees you as right in His sight. Yes. Why? Because you are in Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. You're in Him. Yes. Amen. Think about yes. it that way. You're in Him. So many of the scriptures talk about that, that we are the righteousness of God in Him, that we are more than conquerors through Him. Right, that we are seated in the heavenly places with him. We are in Christ. And so when God looks at you as a born-again believer, a child of God, he sees you in Christ. Yes. And I'm telling you now, you are right in his sight. 
Amen. Amen. Um, you know, twice God spoke from heaven and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son, hear ye him. But twice he called him his beloved. And the scriptures tell us that we are accepted in the beloved. See, when you're in Christ, you're in the beloved and you are accepted by God. Yeah. And so that yeah. means that you are right in God's sight. So this idea of you doing wrong and all that, get that out of your head. Get that out of your heart. Amen. If those thoughts come in there. Amen. Rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Stand flat Amen. footed. Amen. No blinking, no stuttering and say, I am right in God's sight. Amen. Amen. Because of what Christ has done for me. That's part of what we're celebrating, right? That all things truly are passed away and all things are become new. So you're right in God's sight. Amen. Amen. There's no need to feel guilty or condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation. Not later. Not in some great by and by. Now. There is right. therefore now no condemnation to those who are in. Glory to God. Christ Jesus. So it says through God grace he freely makes us right in his sight uh, this is again Romans 3 24 he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins mm. see right there is shouting ground see because what, what do we just say the wages of sin is death. death that's the penalty but what does it say here that Jesus freed us oh, yes. from the penalty of our sins. Yes. Glory to God. That's one thing we want to keep in mind right now, right? You are freed. We are freed from the penalty of our sins mm. through Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 The penalty of the sins that you committed, the penalties of the sins that you are going to commit. Now listen, now someone, you know, I remember when I first started going to church, there were some people who I believe tried to convince me and others that they didn't sin anymore because they were saved and that messed me up <laughs> amen that messed me up as a babe in Christ that messed me up because I knew yep I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior yep I was coming to church yep I was bringing my tithes and my offerings yep I was doing this doing I was reading my word I was praying I was doing all the things but <laughs> I was still doing some stuff mm -hmm. amen mm -hmm. and so that messed me up because I'm like I'm looking at these other people who seem like they they act like they didn't ever sin mm -hmm. And then I started to read the word a little bit more. And First John, I believe it's 1 and 8 maybe, that says if anybody says that they don't sin, that, that they're a liar. Mm -hmm. And then it says <laughs> that when we sin, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. that, freed, that freed me right there. Listen, we don't got to pretend. Why? Because Jesus has freed us from the penalty for our sins. Yes. Right? Yes. Past, present, future. Whatever you may do this afternoon, tomorrow, next week, already covered by the blood. Amen. Do you understand that? That's why this is shouting ground right here. Amen. We are covered. Amen. Once and for all. Now, when you really get this in your heart, as, as the scripture says, does that mean you go out there and you sin even more? As Paul would say, God forbid. No. The gratitude in your heart for being forgiven the penalty of your sins will lead you to say, I'm going to do right by Amen. God. Huh? It's sort of like when I was a kid, I remember this time that I got on punishment. See, I was back in the day with parents. Do parents still punish kids? I guess they, I guess do. they do. But the way they punish them now is by what? Taking away their phone. Mm -hmm. You can't play video games. I'm sure that's kind of a punishment. But for me, when I was a kid, you know what punishment was? You can't go outside for two weeks. <laughs> you can see how we feel now in this current state of lockdown. See, that's what see that that didn't government didn't start that. Parents started that. <laughs> Amen. There was a time when parents put us on lockdown. You can't go out for two weeks. And I want to tell you something. That was the worst, especially if it was spring or summer. You can't go out for two weeks. 
And then, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I had the kind of friends that they would come read, ring the bell knowing I was on punishment <laughs> yeah. and ask me, could I come out? And when I said no, they just go away laughing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. But, you know, but that's what would happen. And you, rem I remember when, when once I got off punishment or if I did something that deserved punishment and my mom and dad didn't punish me, I'm telling you, that made me straighten up even more and yeah. fly right. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, so, so when, when God frees us from the penalty of sin, the natural response to that is not to go do more and more sin. It's to go, oh, I'm freed from it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm staying. I'm going to do what's right. It actually compels us mm -hmm. to do good. The Bible says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So his goodness actually leads us to make that turn in our life from going the wrong way to going the right way. Right. So understand something first here. That we are freed from the penalty of our sins. And, and that's because of what Christ has done. And we can't brag about it, amen. It's by grace that we're saved through faith, right? And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. So there's nothing to, to boast about. And in fact, if we would um, jump down here to verse number 27... Paul actually makes this point. He says, can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, no. Mm -hmm. because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. Right. It is based on faith. It's not based on anything that we do. Let's stop here for a second and say this too. And I want to talk to adults and I figure adults are listening. There are so many of us, even as adults, who are trying so hard to be good. Mm. We really are. Yeah. We're trying to be good. You know, we're trying to be good people. And we're trying to do good and to do what's right and all those type of things. And you say, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is that that can tie you in knots. Yes. Right? You try to do right by this person. You try to do right by that person. You try to do right by this person. You try to do right by God. And see, what, 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 why does that tie you in knots? Because you will always fail someplace along the way. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we can't do what's right in and of ourselves. And as a Christian, we shouldn't try to do right by God. And here's the thing. We don't have to try to do that. It's not about obeying law. It's not based on that. It's based on faith. Amen? Mm -hmm. It's based on believing that that tomb is empty. Amen. It's, it's based on believing that Jesus lives. Amen. It is based on faith. It says, so we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. And so what we want to take from this really is that when Jesus got up from that tomb, he paid the penalty for our sins and he freed us from the penalty of our yes. sins. Mm -hmm. Amen. You and I are free from the penalty of sin. Mm -hmm. Now I want to look at something else and it's also in the book of Romans. I want to go to Romans chapter 6. Turn there with me to Romans 6 and I'm going to read starting at verse number 5 because it says since we have been united with him in his death we will also be raised to life as he was. Glory to God. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. Amen. Now, not only are we freed from the power of sin, uh, from the penalty of sin, but we're also free from the power of sin. That's what it says in verse number seven. When we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Glory to God. So what does that mean for us? It means that this idea of, of trying in your own strength to do what's right, you don't have to because when Christ died and was raised again, he freed you, he freed me from the power of sin. And you say, 
Well, then why do we still sin then? Because we don't walk in the power. Amen. Mm -hmm. We have to walk in that power. And that's why it's so important for us every day, but especially today, to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Because he, not only did he free us from the penalty of sin, he freed us from the power of sin. Yes. Paul goes on later here in, in, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. He says, sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are no longer under the law, but you're under grace. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Sin has no dominion over us. So he said, well, why do I sin? Because we give in to the temptation. But here's the thing. We have the power to resist. Glory to God. Some people are convinced that you that they can't break a habit. That's a lie from the pit of hell. If it's a bad habit, if it's a vice, if it's something that you know God doesn't want you to do, maybe you've been doing it for a long time. Doesn't matter. You can be free from that thing once you realize that sin has no dominion over you. Yes. See, when, when, when Christ died, he set us free from the power of sin. Yes. It has no more dominion over you. It has no more dominion over us. But brother, I've been doing this my whole life. I've been cursing my whole life. I've been thinking these bad thoughts my whole life. I've been treating people mean my whole life. Do you know time doesn't matter? Do you know, amen, that people who were crippled from their, from, from their mother's womb were healed by a word spoken from the Lord? Doesn't matter. The man was born blind. Jesus, yes. amen, gave him yes. back his sight. That man was, who was sitting at the gate called beautiful. He was lame from, mm -hmm. from birth. Amen. But he, he, he was raised up by, by uh, uh, the word of the Lord being spoken over him. Amen. Woman bowed over for 18 years. Amen. Woman with the issue of blood 12 years and all the rest of it. <coughs> Excuse me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so you've been doing something. I've been doing something for. The power is broken. Yeah. And that's why we need to celebrate. Amen. Amen. That we can understand that this power is broken. So we're free from the penalty of sin. We're free from the power of sin. Now, let's go down and read a little bit more. So it says. For when he died, when we died with Christ, this is verse 7, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we also live with him. Verse 9, we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. Mm. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. Glory, right? Now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. And verse 11 says, So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Amen. What this is saying unto us is, now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. But watch this. Now that he lives and lives for the glory of God, so do you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now that he lives, you live for the glory of God. Now that he lives, I live for the glory of God. Now that he lives, we live for the glory of God. Amen. But what's the glory of God? What's the glory of God? To, to live for the glory of God. I love going to church, but I don't like church jargon, you know. I don't like church spookiness. No. There's more spookiness in the church <laughs> than in the haunted house in the, in, the, in the amusement park. You know what I mean? We do some spooky things in yeah. church, yeah. you know. We talk in spooky tones and all the rest of that. I don't know about you, but I'm just a simple guy. Amen. An uh, ordinary guy who serves an extraordinary God. How about you? Amen? Amen. I ain't got time for spookiness and all the rest of that. And so, so the glory of God. What's the glory of God? You know, there's a lot of people talk about the glory of God. It's the weightiness of God. Yeah. What does that mean? The weightiness. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm just saying it doesn't resonate with me. You know, it doesn't get through. I know this. 
that that in 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 the Bible in in the book of Exodus, Amen. Moses said, "I beseech you, Lord, show me your glory." And God said, "I will make all my goodness pass before you." <laughs> when I read that that scripture or those scriptures, that says to me that the glory of God. Is his goodness passing before me? Yeah. Is his goodness revealed in my life? That's how I take the glory of God. Am I saying that that's the definition? No, because in some ways, trying to define glory is like trying to define beauty. You know what I mean? It's like it's you just know it when you see it. You know it when you're in the presence of it. Amen. But for me, the glory of God is his revealed goodness in the earth, his revealed goodness in our lives. You know, um, in the book of Isaiah, it talks about the seraphim. Uh, you know, they had six wings. Two covered their face, two covered their feet, and with two they flew. And all day long they would say, what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Yes. The whole earth shall be filled with his glory. I believe what they're saying, the whole earth shall be filled with his goodness. Yes. Amen. And God, in fact, even told Moses that in Numbers chapter 14, when those spies came back and they were complaining and the people started complaining and God said, I'm going to kill all these people. Mm -hmm. I raised up a better nation. And Moses interceded and yeah. said, don't kill them. And God said, OK, I'm not going to kill them. But as surely as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the yes. Lord. So the, the glory of the Lord for me is the goodness of God revealed in the earth, the goodness of God revealed in our lives. Amen. Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God yes. and that the skies declare his craftsmanship or his handiwork. Amen. And so the goodness of God is his reveal. The glory of God is his revealed goodness. Amen. So so when it says then that that now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. I believe what it's saying. He lives to reveal the goodness yeah. of God. In our lives. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's why we should be celebrating. See, because he's not in the tomb anymore. Yes. He, 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 he's alive. And now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. He yes. reveals to he lives to reveal the goodness of God in our lives. But watch this. Now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God, and so do we. Yeah. We live. So that the glory of God, the goodness of God, the, the splendor of God, the beauty of God's spirit, hmm? the beauty of God's spirit yes. can be revealed in our lives. Not only through what God does for us. When God blesses you, he's revealing the beauty of his spirit. When God is kind to you, he's revealing the beauty of his spirit. Yes. When God is, is, is kind and merciful unto you and he forgives you and he's compassionate and he's loving and he's comforting, he's revealing the beauty of his spirit. It's the goodness of God, the glory of God being revealed in your life. Yes. But it's more than that. It's, it's what he does for us. And then it's that beauty of his spirit that flows through us mm. and goes out to other people. Yes. You see, in, in effect, we become glory vessels, right? That, that the glory of God, because when we live for the glory of God, it's, it's because the beauty of his spirit comes through us and touches other people. The love of God comes through us. The kindness of God, the compassion of God, the forgiveness of God, the mercy yes, of God, the yes, grace of yes, God, yes. the wisdom of God. See, we become vessels, glory to God, through which the beauty of his spirit fills the earth. Glory. And that's why we celebrate. Amen. Now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. And so do we, amen, now that he lives. Now, I do think, though, that, that we, we, we have a little bit of a, a challenge here. And this is why studying the word and staying in the word is, is, is so important. Because, you know, we have this... See, Jesus lives, and, we, and you know, we, all, we often say, 
he's alive and so so are we you know and and you know david had even said in psalm 27 what i had fainted unless i had believed to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living yes mm-hmm. and you know for a time i thought the land of the living was the earth hmm. amen mm-hmm. i thought the land of the living was the earth but if you think about it there are many people who are technically and biologically and scientifically alive and they're in the earth yep but they're not living hmm? it's like that that little boy in the sixth sense right he goes i see dead people yes right there are people who are in the earth and who are technically alive but aren't living they're devoid of hope they're devoid of vision and passion and drive and determination they're existing and some of those people are born again people yes hmm? some of them are born again why because they haven't realized something they're free from the penalty of sin and they're free from the power of sin and now because they're free from that they are now able to live for the glory of God, yes. to receive his goodness and to dispense his goodness in the earth. And if they don't catch that revelation, they're technically living. They're technically alive, but they're not living. See, I come to understand something that when David said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, that the land of the living is not just the earth, it's certain places on the earth. It's the places on the earth where people of God and born-again believers embrace the wonder of being saved. The wonder of the tomb being empty. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, because they understand, I'm free from the penalty of sin, man. I'm free from the power of sin. And now I'm free to live for the glory of God. Yeah. That's living right there. And it's yeah. there where it's the land of the living. Those are the places of the living. You know, glory to God for this. On this week, God said to me, uh, Study the words of the angels who spoke, glory to God, who spoke upon Jesus' resurrection. Mm. Study the words of the angels. And at first I'm thinking, you know, it's funny how we think we're so smart, right? So I said, study the words of angels. No, I just want to study about the Lord. You know, sometimes we get all like sanctimonious and stuff, you know. I I just want to study about Jesus. (laughs) God said, study the words of the angels. And when I said that, I actually said that to the Lord. He said, he said, listen, he said, angels, you need to listen to angels. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember Zachariah when the, when the angel Gabriel came and told him that he and his wife Elizabeth were going to have a son? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Zachariah said, <laughs> how is this going to happen? Right. And, and the angel said, he said, he said, he said, I am the angel Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. And it is he who gave me these good tidings that I'm sharing with you. Yes. See, that's the one thing about angels. Angels don't come speaking any old thing. They only speak what they got from being in the presence of the Lord. So, so God told me, he said, listen, go, go study what the angel said. So I looked in the gospel of Matthew and, and, and Mark and Luke, uh, what the angel said, because there's no angels in, in, in the resurrection story in John. And in all three Gospels, the angels say something along the lines of, He is not here. He is risen. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. He is not here, but go tell the disciples. And Mark says, go tell the disciples and Peter that he goes to Galilee. All three of the Gospel writers have some variation of that. But only one Gospel writer, and this is Luke, has an angel saying this. The angel said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? The only angel that says that is in in Luke's account. Why seek ye the living among the dead? And I believe what that angel is saying is that, look, he said this to the women who came with the spices. You come looking for Jesus. And you come looking for him in a grave 
Yes. He's not here. Why? Because he's alive. <laughs> Glory to God. So you come to the place of the dead looking for the living. Who's the living in that scripture? The living is Jesus. Amen. Yes. Jesus is the living. And so I, so when David says in the land of the living, it's the land where Christ takes up residence. Yes. Amen. That's the land of the living. And so when Christ takes up residence in our lives because we embrace the truth that he lives, now we become and wherever we go, glory to God, becomes the land of the living. Yes. Amen. Yes. Your house is the land of the living. Your job when you're there is the land of the living. Wow. Everywhere you are where Christ has taken up residence and the revelation that I'm free from the power of sin, I'm free from the penalty of sin. You got that revelation. You now are, are, are dwelling in the land of the living. You're no longer among the dead. Jesus is the living. And, and, and if we are to be among the living, we have to be filled with that revelation. Amen. We have to be filled with his life. Now that he lives, we got to be filled with that same life. You know, Paul said in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, right, that we are troubled on every side, right, but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. And right after that, he says, always bearing about in the body. Yes. The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus shall be made manifest in our bodies. Yes. See, when the life of Jesus is made manifest, is revealed in our bodies. See, what's happening there is now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. And so do you. Yes. And so do I. We live for the glory of God, for that revealed goodness, that beauty of spirit and everything else. Amen. Listen. You're free, glory to God, because Jesus got up from that grave and because you placed your faith in him, not because of your works, mm -hmm. right? Because of your faith in him. You are free to be who God made you to be. Yes. And you are free to be who God saved you to be. Yes. God didn't save you so you can be the same person you were prior to you being saved. <laughs> yes. Amen. God saved you so that you can be the original design <laughs> for you. Amen. Because somewhere along the way, your original design got corrupted by all kinds of things that people said that you thought and all the rest of it. And God said, uh -uh, I got to correct this. I, I, I saved you to do certain things on yes. the earth. I saved you yes. to be my glory vessel. I saved you to be among the living yes. and not among the yes. dead. Amen. Amen. So we're free. We're free from the penalty of sin. We're free from the power of sin. And you know, and we're free by Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said what? Whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Is free indeed. Now, I want to share a story with you, amen, um, because the last few days have been tough for me. They've been like a personal struggle deep too you know you know and someone you know when i was again when i was a babe in christ i, I thought that the pastors the preachers the ministers they didn't struggle they were above that are you kidding me amen <laughs> listen the day that that you're not struggling the day when satan's not tempting you the day when the devil's not trying to trip you up is the day you need to be worried because yeah. that means satan doesn't view you as a threat anymore anymore Huh? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because the ones that the devil knows is looking to live for God and to advance his kingdom and is <laughs> Amen. That's the one he's he, Satan is up against. The ones who have who have quit, he says, okay, they're they're out the race. Yeah. I don't have to bother with them anymore. So you know, I was going through a time, Amen. All these things coming in my head, all these things, and and um, I ain't going to tell you the whole role, Amen. But I would tell you this: that during this time when I'm seeking the Lord and talking to God. You know, I'm just frustrated. And God said to me this. Watch this. He said, do what you want to do. 
Do what you want to do. Now, I immediately knew what that meant. Amen. See, when God says do what you want to do, it was about do what you want to do that's consistent with my person and my character. Amen. It's sort of like when Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, the Father would give it to you. It didn't mean any old thing. It didn't mean that your neighbor's dog is barking and is just keeping you up at night and you can ask God for a pistol so you can go next door and shoot the dog. No. God's not going to answer that prayer. Amen. Why? Because it's not consistent with his person. Or with his character. Amen. And so when God said to me, do whatever you want to do, it was about do what's consistent with my person and my character. But see, here's the thing. When you got saved and I got saved and we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us that the love of God hmm, was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost that's been given unto us. Not the love of man, the love of God was shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost who was given unto us. And I will say this, that the love of man is not the same as the love of God. Nope. The love that we have as human beings is complicated. Yes. It's twisted. Amen. It's, it's jacked up. <laughs> Amen, yes. if I could say that. The love of, the love of man. Why? Because there are so many things that go into the love that we have as human beings. You love your wife, you love your husband, you love your children, you love your parents, you love your siblings, you love your best friend, you love, right? But it's jacked up. Why? Because the love that we have is a combination of emotion, mm -hmm. of intellect, of motives, mm -hmm. some of them which aren't always good, of agendas, of... of a sense of obligation. Yes. How many of us yes. are doing something because we feel obligated of responsibility, of guilt? Yeah. Hmm? You know, we, we do, your mother did so many things for you, your husband done so many things for you, your parents done so many, and now you're guilting, oh, I gotta, and, and you think you're doing it out of love. See, that's, that's, that's human love is a jumbled mess. Jesus. But the love of God yeah. Glory to God, which is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost is the same love that prompted God to give his only begotten son. Right. God so loved the world that yes. he gave his only yes. begotten son is that love. It's the love of Jesus that said, listen, no man takes my life. I lay down my life that I might take it up again. And then he said this. He said, greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Yes. It's that kind of love. Paul said, now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Yes. Listen, the love of God, there's nothing greater in all the universe Amen. than the love of God. And it's that love that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that's been given unto us. So when God said to me, and I believe he's... Uh, prompted me to share this with you because he's saying this to you now. Do what you want to do. But what? But guided by the love of God that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost that's been given unto you. If you do that, you don't have to worry about this sense of obligation and guilt because there's no guilt or responsibility or agendas or anything. Mm -hmm. It just comes from a pure place. Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's the kind of thing that leads you to. And how do you get there? It's because you understand something. I'm free. Yes. I'm free. And because you're free, you don't want to live in bondage to anything ever again. You're free from the penalty of sin. You're free from the power of sin. And you are free now to live to the glory of God. Yes. Amen. Now that he lives he lives for the glory of God. Now that he lives, you live, and you live for the glory of God. Yes. And that means living free. Amen. Glory to God. Free from the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin, and free from, you know, trying to be a good little Christian, a good little person, yes. a good little this, good little that. Just do what you want to do. Amen. Glory to God. But motivated by that love of God, that is shed abroad in your heart. Amen. But it's so important, though, that you grasp the beauty 
in the power of Jesus' resurrection. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, you'll know, I'm free. Glory Amen. to God. I'm free. Amen. Too many of us are not living free. Amen. How many of you know that you could be made free and still live in bondage? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. That's what happened to, to the Israelites. Amen? Amen. They were free from Egypt. Right? They were free from Egyptian bondage. And yeah. yet there came a time where they sitting around and they got all upset. And they said, man, I remember when we did eat fish freely back in Egypt. Mm -hmm. I remember the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Mm -hmm. They were free, but yet they yeah. were longing for bondage. They were free, and yet bondage was still in their heart, still in their mind. Jesus. There are so many people who have, who have placed their faith in Jesus, who have been made free from the penalty of sin, and yet still feel condemned. There yes. are people who have been, who put their faith in Jesus and have been made from the free of the power of sin, but still think sin has dominion over them. Yes. There are people who are free who are still living in bondage to, to sin and still living in bondage to guilt and still living in bondage to their past. The people living in bondage to people around them who they love because they're loving them with their human love instead of with the love of God. That leads to the true freedom. Yes. It's time for that to stop. Amen. Amen. Now that he lives, you live too. But live like him. Live for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Live from the glory of God. How do you get there? Listen. One, embrace this, what God is saying unto you. You need to tell yourself, I'm free. Mm -hmm. I'm free. Glory to God. Jesus got up from that grave. That tomb is empty. And so that means, glory to God, that I'm free. Amen. I'm free from the penalty. I'm free from the power of sin. I'm free from guilt. I'm free to be who God made me to be. Amen. I'm free to be who God saved me to be. Amen. Amen. And it's not about people's expectations. Listen, there's some people in your life who make demands of you that aren't necessarily righteous demands. Yeah. But because you love them, you try to wow. you try to fulfill it. And then when you if you fulfill that demand, they got another one. Yeah. And now you're trying to fill that one. And after you fill that, and on and on and on it goes. And then, of course, there's gonna come a time where you don't fulfill it. Yeah. And then they're gonna make you feel like you don't love me. And it makes you feel guilty. Amen. That's not freedom in Christ. That's not why he went to the cross. That's not why he was burdened. That's not why he rose. He rose so you can be totally free. Yes. Glory to God. Be free. Amen. Amen. Be free. How do you get there? Embrace this. Embrace what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. Amen. And rejoice in it. Not just on Resurrection Sunday. Every day. Every day. Get that in your heart and mind. I'm free. But now you got to live free. Amen. You remember when, 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 when a woman with the issue of blood. She came and she touched Jesus's The hem of his garment. Jesus said who touched me. And, and she finally confessed that I touched you. And he said woman. Woman thou art free from thy plague. Mm -hmm. He says now go in peace. He said, you've been made whole, now go in peace and be whole. Amen. See, you've been made free, now go in peace and be free. Yes. Amen. Go in peace and be free. Amen. And, and part of that's going to be, you're going to have to stay before God. Amen. Because when I was going through my stuff, man, I just stayed in the Word. And I just and God slowly began to encourage me and strengthen me and everything else. Amen. And, and, and give you revelation. Because, see, God will download things into you. Huh? And it's great when God downloads things into you. But how many of you know you got to upload the download? In other words, you have to now take the download and put it into practice in your life. Amen. That's the uploading of the download. Amen? And so you got to upload the download. And so when God gives you things, you now have to walk it out. What I'm saying to you is this is a download right here. Amen? Now that he lives... He lives for the glory of God. 
And now that he lives, you live for the glory of God, for the beauty of his spirit, for his goodness, for his splendor to be revealed Amen. in your life. And not just for you, but for that goodness, that beauty, that splendor to flow in you and through you and to touch other people. And if you live in that freedom, you no longer have to be jumping and trying to please people in, in this way, that way, or the other way. You'll live totally free. And I'm telling you, you'll go to a place that's called being blessed, which is happy and content. Amen. Hmm? And that's what God wants for us. Amen. That's what God wants for you. That's what he's done for us. Amen. And I, for one, am excited about it. So listen, I'm going to know I go. Listen, God told me to go do what I want to do. That's consistent with his person and character. And that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. And that's what you're going to do too. Now that he lives, you live. And we live for the glory of God. Amen. 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 Glory of God. Glory to God. Amen. We ascribe goodness unto him. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Glory to God. Father, we bless your name. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, Father, God. we just thank, thank you Jesus. right now for the word you've shared with us. We thank you, God, that through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes, Father. that we are free from the penalty of sin. And through his death, we are freed from the power of sin. Yes, God. And when he rose from that grave, now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. Yes, God. That the goodness of God, the wonder, the beauty, the splendor, the power, the majesty of God can be revealed in the earth. As long yes, as I live, as truly as I live, you declared, the earth will be filled with my glory, with my goodness. And Father, now that Jesus lives for the glory of you, God, we too live for the glory of God to be revealed yes, in our lives. Thank you. For us, to us, through us, and unto other people. Father, we thank you right now, glory to God, that we are free from sin, the penalty of sin, free from the power of sin, and we are free now to be who you saved us to be yes. through Christ Jesus. Father, let us go forward in this freedom. Hallelujah. Let us go forward in this freedom. Hallelujah. We've been called out of darkness into yes. your marvelous light. Jesus. And as Jesus called Lazarus out of that tomb, he then declared, loose him. Glory to God and yes. let him go. Father, yes. we, oh God, have been called out of darkness, but too many of us still have on the grave clothes. We still have our hands and our feet bound. Father, everyone, God, who's in that situation, I declare, loose them. Yes. And let them go. Hallelujah. Amen. Let Jesus. them be Thank free. Glory you, to God to be who you saved them to be. Yes, Father. And Father, we just bless you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. We are free indeed. And Father, I just pray for those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I don't Lord. know if anyone may be listening now or they may listen later on, or, but, but anyone who doesn't know the Lord, I just pray yes, that they will Father. come Thank and you, they will confess, oh God, you as their God, they will confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior, God, that they will just turn their life over. Yes. It's Father. simple. Amen. It's just simple to confess and turn their life over to Christ. Father, it is my prayer that everyone, O oh God, who may hear this message, O oh God, will simply come before you and say, yes, Jesus, Father. I invite you into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Glory to God. And Father, you said that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. And so, Father God, we're praying for the soul salvation, O oh God, for those who don't know you on this blessed day. And Father, we're praying for those who have made you the Lord of their life, that they now will live free yes, indeed. Father, thank you. Free from the power and penalty of sin and free to love God, glory to God, and to be those glory vessels that you have made them to be in the earth. And Father, we call it all done right now by faith in the Son of God. Yes. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God.
Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be saved. I'm so glad that Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. He's alive. Amen. Amen. And just keep this scripture in your heart. Amen. Now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. And so do you. Amen. Now go. Amen. Go in peace and live for God's glory. Amen. Amen.